Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to TFL Talking Trucks, and this is a huge episode. The reason why it's huge, because we're talking about something that's huge for us. And that is... TFL Best Truck Competition for 2022 Truck of the Year. <laughs> that's right. I hope you weren't thinking it was something else. So, <laughs> before we get on with that, we really want to jump into something that we've been very grateful uh, for, for the entire year. And that is our Patreons. Yes, uh, your support has been huge, especially recently. In the recent, with well, just a couple months or so. Right. Uh, your support has been huge. Patreon.com slash TFL car is our only TFL Studios Patreon page. Mm-hmm. And your support, for example, recently, just within last day, BT24 supported us in a huge way with $10 a month. Andy Barley and Luis Munoz. Uh, this is just last couple days, uh, so your support is incredible. By doing that, that allows us to do this, to do exactly what you're seeing. These big truck events, these big off-road events, buying the vehicles we buy, all of that is because of your help, so thank and, you. And also this podcast, of course. And Run, this podcast, of course. R- runs on you. Yeah. <laughs> it's fueled by you. It, it, it is fueled <laughs> by your support, but, so thank you very much. Yes, but uh, so this, um, we're also blessed because... There have been so many pickups introduced this year. Yes. It, and it's been incredible. And you probably have seen it just all over you know, the internet in many different ways and, and, and types. But I, I wanted to focus on the all new pickups that we're focusing on, right? That's correct. So for those of you who recently watched, and I know many of you have our uh, drag race where you had many different vehicles going up against each other. The reason why they were so different is because they're all new. And for the most part, that is what we're talking about today. We are going to be talking about these all-new pickup trucks, not ones that have had revisions, not ones that have you know a new trim package. We're talking about pretty much all-new pickups, and on top of that, an all-new segment. So all of that goes into what Andre's putting together for the Best Truck Award. 
Yes. So let's mention the seven uh, initial contestants. Initial ones, yes. That that ended up being five. Right. And let's explain why, right? Okay. So let's start with the smaller guys and go to the big guys. Got right? it. Yeah. <laughs> so the smallest, uh, there's a new segment like you alluded to. Uh, compact pickup segment is brand new this year. We have now two entries, uh, Hyundai Santa Cruz mm-hmm. uh, and Ford Maverick. They're both 2022 models. Right. And in fact, all the trucks we're discussing are 2022, basically. Right. Uh, and what does this mean to be all new? Well, first of all, either that nameplate did not exist before in this uh, in this function. I know Maverick used to be a car. Years and years ago, yes. But this was decades ago, right? Yes. And also, if it's not a new nameplate, it's been significantly or completely redesigned. Right? Yes, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, but these two uh, pickups establish, I mean, yes, okay, we used to do compact trucks a long time ago, but now we're back to compact pickups with these two, and they are all new. They are based on uh, crossover platforms. They do have pickup beds. They do have uh, a capacity to tow and to haul. So they are indeed part of this contest. Yes, and this is something you guys have asked for for actually years, yeah, uh, because the mid-sized truck segment, of course, is still there. It's oh, still yeah. growing and very, very popular. Right. But the uh, participants in that segment, the Tacoma, the Chevy Colorado, the Ford Ranger, the Jeep Gladiator, and on and on and on, Frontier, yeah. uh, they're becoming larger, right? And more expensive in many ways. That's it. Larger and more expensive. And that really kind of encapsulates. Yes, they're very capable. In fact, in many cases, some of these mid-sized trucks are as, if not more capable than full-sized trucks from just a couple decades ago. So they are remarkably flexible and capable, but they're also more expensive and they're larger. Which is why we're thankful for lower entry prices. Right. So the Hyundai Santa Cruz starts at around $24,000, give and take, yeah. uh, destination charges. Uh, the Maverick starts at about twenty, or actually, what, 21 and a half really, with destination. Yeah, yeah. Um, so these are more affordable entry points uh, for little pickup utility vehicles. Right. And also, they have many different... Uh, Good qualities that we'll talk about in, in a second. Yeah, but we uh, first want to cover the gamut of what we're, we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, what we're testing. So that's two of them. Yes. Uh, right there. Next up is a midsize segment, and right. there's an all-new truck for 2022, which is the Nissan Frontier. Now, before you guys go, wait a minute, that isn't exactly an all-new truck. Yeah, but it pretty much is. Granted, the engine and transmission did debut last year in the older model, but for the most part, if you take all the components that they've thrown together with this vehicle, it's new enough to where we would consider it an all-new truck. It certainly looks different on the outside and on the inside. It runs different. It functions different. It feels different. To us, it's a new truck. Yes, and also it's not hugely different in size than it was before. No. The frame is similar design. A lot of the frame is kind of was, you know, kind of reused from what it was before, but it was used to be a really good frame yeah. anyways. So, yes, uh, and also the manufacturer calls it a brand new generation. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're looking at also. You know, how new is it? And also, is it a new generation? And it is. It, uh, it, it is for, for Nissan. Yeah, and then on top of that, consider this. That truck only comes with that engine uh, and uh, sorry and transmission I can't speak today uh, setup you cannot get a manual transmission anymore you can't get the four speed um, sorry or the four four cylinder. four cylinder God what's wrong with me um, so you can't get those anymore so essentially you're talking about one truck with one type of engine transmission setup uh, the only difference is I think you can get two different cabs and two different beds yeah exactly and, and that's about it so 
it's a different set of um, it's a different type of t- truck in terms of what it gives you. There you go. That, if I can actually get this out. And that is a huge difference as well. Now, we've been driving it quite a bit, but recently they actually gave us one that has a tow package too. Yes. So we have not been able to do really, really proper tow testing right. until this last couple of weeks. Um, and we'll go over that in a second yes, as well. Uh, so that's three. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fourth contestant is the 2022 Toyota Tundra. Uh, we yes, we've kind of already talked about this ad nauseum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've really <laughs> just driven this into the dirt. But bear in mind that this is a very important truck, not only for Toyota but for the whole segment because Toyota has removed the V8 option; it's no longer there, and they've built an entirely new truck. And they benchmarked Ford. We're pretty sure. I mean, it's pretty obvious. And, and maybe GM and others. That's but, but uh, the twin turbocharged yeah. V6 and a 10-speed automatic. I mean, come on. Yes. So. This is an all-new truck. Pretty much, I think the way they put it is they touched every bolt. Yeah, and I believe it. Yeah, <laughs> if you, because, you were there, you're because, at the event. Well, because, you know, the frame is all new. They mm. used to have basically this triple flex frame, which mm. was had kind of three different sections. Right. Now it's fully boxed all the way. Right. So, yes. Uh, yeah, they literally, and they also, what they did, they, they kind of consolidated their world pickup truck platform. They call it the TNGAF. F. Uh, platform. So v- other vehicles like overseas Land Cruiser is using the same chassis now. Yeah. Um, maybe the next even generation Hilux will be using very similar and chassis. Yeah, possibly the Sequoia. Well, not possibly. They actually announced it. So well, yeah, Sequoia. Yeah, um, we don't, yeah, and, and others. And, and others. Tacoma mm-hmm. coming and, up. And possibly the, well, they actually said once again, the uh, Forerunner as well. So different versions of this frame will be used. And that is their new world frame. So that's that's what they've said, at least. Yeah, and kind of their design and their philosophy and suspension system. They mm. went to coils instead of leaves. Yes. They literally touched every aspect of this vehicle. Now, keep in mind that, um, you know, Toyota was never the big seller in this, but they definitely want to be competitive and they want to remain competitive. And what's interesting is that unlike pretty much everybody else, it's only a 1500 truck. It's only available as a half ton. It's only available with certain things. So, and, and right now, unfortunately, the hybrid version of this truck is not available. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Yes. Um, so, so that's the full size segment. Right. The Toyota Tundra. That's the fourth contestant. The other full size segment contestant here that we consider it is the is the new 2021 Ford Raptor. So this one is on the borderline, right? Yeah, this is, there's a kind of an issue here. Yeah, so a little bit an issue. So uh, Ford calls it the third generation. Mm-hmm. It, it works for them, right? Yes. Uh, it works for them to call it, and it's going up against the new TRX, right? right? Um, they have touched, they didn't touch the frame too much. They mm-hmm. kind of kept the frame, but they changed suspension components uh, and went to coils, in fact, uh, in the rear. So they, they had to change some of the suspension mounts uh, to make actually for greater articulation in, in uh, with their 35-inch tall tire package, they also added 37. That's exactly, and that is also another difference. That's a com- that's a very different truck, not completely different, but very different underneath. Yeah, and it's the first manufacturer from the factory mm-hmm. to offer 37s on their production vehicle. Correct. So for those reasons, and also of course the new interior, some of the other new aspects of this truck, new technology. 
uh, new shocks, uh, updated latest Fox shocks mm-hmm. as well. So that kind of pushed it over the edge, and they did call it 2021, but they just went on sale just, what, a couple months ago. Right. So, so it's so yeah. close to the border that we're willing to say that it, it will compete in the 2022 challenge. Yeah. On the flip side, you might be wondering, well, where's GM uh, with their Silverado and Sierra trucks? Well, so for 2022, as you know, and we've discussed it on this pat- yes. podcast, they've updated, you know, basically facelifted that truck. Yeah. You know, the interior, the exterior, but it's not going to be on sale until March or April. So we can't test the latest systems from them. If it's not available, we simply can't test it as such. It yeah. can't compete. And it's the whole point is being competitive within that bracket in terms of a year. But but don't worry. Uh, as soon as, you know, whenever it hits, <laughs> is it beat March, April or whenever, uh, we're going to be there first for you. Yeah. So. Without well, we being Andre for sure, he's already chomping at the bit. But uh, then you may be wondering, we mentioned seven, yeah. didn't we? So okay. now we're at five so far. Right. So we invited two manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rivian R1T obviously is a brand new vehicle that's coming out. And also the GMC Hummer EV pickup truck. Uh, that's also 2022 models and they're coming out. Right. Technically. Uh, they did not, they decided not to send us trucks for testing. That is correct. So... We, our hands are tight. You know, we, we asked, we tried to work with them. Uh, they declined. And, it, and it, it didn't work out. Yeah. So, so now we have Maybe five. next year? Who knows? Yes. Next year, you can be sure, you know, more electric pickups are coming, mm-hmm. including the Ford F-150 Lightning. Right. So maybe that, that would be a very good time to start testing and doing more. That is We correct. will be doing that. Indeed. So now we have five contestants. Uh, once again, Hyundai Santa Cruz, Ford Maverick, Nissan Frontier, Toyota Tundra, and the Ford Raptor. Right. Uh, we obviously tested the F-150 Tremor, but it's kind of a trim level on an existing truck. So we have all the videos for you. And it was outstanding. Yes. I'll say that right now. That, yeah. that was a hell of a truck, but it, it wasn't quite... It didn't push us over the edge in for terms this. Of it, yeah. It, yeah, competing for this year, so... So yeah. th- there, there you go. And so here's how we tested, or here's what we're considering. Right. Um, so we have five major categories of our testing that we consider, and we'll be voting on this, and we'll be announcing uh, also some of the winners in the categories and also truck of the year a little bit down the road. Right. Maybe within one or two weeks from now. So the iGauntlet is our world, world's toughest towing test. Right. Uh, we've been doing it for almost, what, eight years now. Right. It sets the standard in, in my mind. It's one of our most beloved tests, and it really is something that sets the standard for testing. Yeah. And you originally, iGauntlet was your name. It was my name, but not, you, not you, my idea you, in terms you, of what we were doing. You you came up with that, yes. Yeah. But, but what it is, it's um, we basically run the up and down Eisenhower grade, or you know, towards the tunnels. Right, Eisenhower um, and Johnson up at the in the Rockies. Uh, I seventy uh, interstate, and it's um, the elevation is very high, so it's very taxing on mm-hmm. these vehicles. The grade is seven percent grade, eight mile stretch. So all those things combined, and also by the way, sixty miles an hour, which is the speed limit on this stretch, is also very taxing. And as we found out this summer, when we were nearly overheating my pickup, yeah. the F one fifty hybrid. Yes, which was really surprising. So, so it's it's very very taxing. So that's why it's the world's toughest. And um, so we put all these trucks that we mentioned, other than the Raptor, uh, we did not get a chance. Uh, we didn't get the Ford from 
Raptor from Ford for testing. No, we got it from a friend of his. A uh, friend of ours, Thomas. Thank you very much, Thomas, uh, for supporting us with this. So obviously we haven't done everything with the Raptor, and we'll we'll have to talk about that when we deliberate right um, on it, on the truck of the year. Yeah, the reality is is that we can, there's only so much we can do in terms of logistics and timing. But uh, the thing about the Ike Gauntlet is that we are running not necessarily a max load, but a very competitive heavy load, a realistic load, and we're doing it in real world conditions. And just to encapsulate that real quick, uh, we are measuring everything from brake applications to how the vehicle drives, how it accelerates up the hill, and how efficient it is going up the hill. So it's an up and down contest, so to speak. And these vehicles all behaved very differently. Yes. For example, we also tested the Maverick Hybrid. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we also tested the Maverick all-wheel drive turbo. Right. So we actually were as thorough as we possibly could. Yeah. Yeah. In that Uh, case, we certainly were. Yeah. And finally, we were able to get a Santa Cruz with a hitch, which was also hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, that that was actually difficult. What Hyundai had to basically specially prepare this vehicle for us, to be honest. Um, So... What the equipment that you're seeing on there is something that, frankly, is not available right now. Uh, well, it's an accessory, right? Right, but it's a, they said that that was the problem. The problem was the shortage issue. Yeah, and, for, and Nissan had a similar issue. Actually, some of the uh, hitches were in short supply. So who knew? <laughs> who knew that hitches were such a hot commodity? <laughs> yeah, who knew? Uh, but uh, the Santa Cruz does not come. It comes pre-wired for a trailer, right, from mm-hmm. the factory. But it doesn't uh, necessarily have an integrated brake controller, which Hyundai actually added one as an accessory for us. That's correct. Whereas in the Maverick, the uh, hybrid does not have one standard, but the one the uh, all-wheel drive uh, turbo did have one standard. Yes. So we tested all that stuff. Uh, you will be able to see all the results also on TFL Truck. Correct. Uh, we're, we published the hybrid Ike already. The other Ike is, is, is coming very soon, mm-hmm. uh, the um, Santa Cruz versus Maverick Turbo. By the way, they both have tur- turbocharged power. Yes, they do. Uh, the Hyundai Santa Cruz is really, they call it the activity vehicle, uh, because it's a little bit, you know, it's kind of playful, not a true, uh, quote-unquote, trucky truck, right? Right. I, it really is made for people who really do want to run to the beach and occasionally do the DIY thing. It, it It's not as... Uh, work-oriented, I would say, as the competitor. Yeah, and the Maverick, and you could tell it in the kind of the suspension setup, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, the Maverick rides a little bit harsher, mm-hmm. kind of like a little pickup. Right. Uh, the Santa Cruz is just very, very plush and SUV-like. Yeah, yeah. In, in terms of the big difference between them, especially after really driving them and taking them you know, up and over and also taking them off-road, uh, we've had the opportunity to really come to a good conclusion, which I can't tell you all of it, but I can say this very simply. They have very different personalities. They, they almost don't compete. If it wasn't for the, the, the bed, yes. they, they wouldn't compete at all. Um, they're just very different philosophies on how to move humans and occasionally cargo around. And I think you'll find that very, very noticeable when you see these videos. Yeah, and we'll be publishing the off-road video as well, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. We have taken both of them off-road, uh, and that, that was also quite telling. Um, it, it was actually yeah. a very surprising uh, development in terms of what they did and how they performed off-road. Yes, so, uh, yeah, and by the way, uh, drag racing is a third category, so mm-hmm. we mentioned the Ike. Already the off-road was a second category. Right. Uh, drag racing is really fun, but it's also uh, our 0-60 to 60 testing. Uh, performance testing and of course we test at higher elevations uh, about a mile above sea level is our track the, right. so, some of you wonder you know why are some of our trucks slower than you thought was possible 
Uh, that's why. Air density issues can actually limit horsepower. It's especially noticeable on normally or naturally aspirated engines. Uh, they really do suffer in this environment. Even turbocharged engines lose a little bit, and as such, we can lose between a half a second all the way to two and a half seconds in terms of it's zero to 60 times. Yeah. But here's the good news. If the vehicle performs well in terms of overall performance and acceleration up here, imagine how well it will do at lower sea levels. So that's what we like to say is that we're really pushing them to perform, and being up here at high elevation forces them to go at their very best. Yes, once we get the electric trucks in, That'll be very different because they don't care about altitude. So it should yeah. be a very interesting test yeah. there. A different, uh, they might have to do something with heat. You know, they still develop heat. Maybe they'll go but, faster, lack but, of air density. Exactly. So the other, um, there's two more categories we were considering. Uh, technology. And this by, by this I mean, because uh, during the towing, we also talk about towing technology. Right. right. But the rest of it is just kind of how easy is the truck to interface with. Mm -hmm. um, and this has to be, you know, even the sitting position in a, in a way. Also, you know, how the steering wheel and controls are laid out. Yeah, the ergonomics um, so, of the whole thing. So the technology kind of encompasses all of that because it's kind of your interaction with the truck. Right. Well, nowadays, Andre, if you think about it, trucks, all vehicles, but especially trucks, because they're so popular, they have to be user-friendly. They have to be set up in such a way to where people who are used to using one of these can use one of those. I was showing the phone for those of you who are listening <laughs> at the podcast. So the point is, is that these vehicles are no longer judged as simply as you know, where uh, the heating, air conditioning, vents, and whatnot are located in knobs, but also how the screens work. And there's usually more than one screen, in some cases, multiple screens. And how do the electronics interface with the driver? And how does that all work out? And how does the vehicle work with them? And how does it work with the person driving it? It is a little subjective, but it's also based on logic. Yeah, and like you said, you know, how's the transmission shifter? You know, how does that work? Where right. it's located? Is it easy? Um, is it a knob? Is it a button? Is it a you know, lever? Yeah, and also some of the drive modes. Uh, is it confusing? Right. Is it easy to understand? Uh, I'm, I also made a mistake, you know, uh, with the Tundra as far as its tow haul um, different modes because it wasn't as intuitive as I was, was hoping. Right. So, so, so all those things we need to consider. That is correct. And, you know, occasionally we, we stumble a little bit, but we try to fix those mistakes as quickly as possible. Um, but going back to these two little uh, pickups and then working our way up to the midsize one, um, this is an all-new segment. So this is an, a segment that we expect to see grow. There are a lot of rumors, and we suspect that many of them will be true, about other vehicles coming along in the next few years that will compete against the Maverick and against the Santa Cruz, meaning that this small, affordable segment could expand, which is always good for the consumer because the more competitors there are, the more competitive they have to be with price and packaging. So this is all good news for you guys. Yeah, and also manufacturers are being quicker to market in many ways. It, usually they vehicles. are. <laughs> so, for example, Hyundai Santa Cruz teased, uh, I'm sorry, Hyundai teased the um, Santa Cruz years ago. 2015. Yeah, so 
I'm not saying that's quick, but <laughs> what I am saying is quick. For example, Ford kind of came out with that a Maverick, Maverick was yes. out of left field, uh, and was you know they surprised some of their competitors. I would say, uh, in how quickly they were actually able to deliver it. I would say not only did they surprise the competitors in terms of what they delivered, but also in terms of the packages that they offered, and it's it's going to flip the entire segment on its roof. And what I mean segment, I mean selling hybrids as well, because this. Yeah, they have a really inexpensive hybrid. The whole point here is that they came up with a very interesting strategy that nobody saw coming. They really didn't, or else they would have built something, right? In you know, well, GM is not offering anything. No, like not this. right now. But I guarantee uh, you that some of these automakers are scrambling to build something that can compete with the Maverick and, to a lesser extent, to with the uh, Santa Cruz. So. Once again, this is a segment that we expect to see grow, and the good news is with growth means that there'll be hopefully lower prices and more content and more choices, of course. Yeah, and GM was uh, f- relatively quick with the Hummer development. It was about two years, maybe two and a half years right. from conception to almost a production vehicle that we still haven't seen yet. I mean, Roman well, drove a prototype. Roman drove a prototype, uh, which is pretty close to what we're expecting to see. Yeah, but, but they're not like... Customers don't have them in their hands at no, this moment. No, they don't. And so. that is unfortunate because we were expecting that to happen soon. And this, and then the, Rivian did build a truck that actually is arriving at some customers. And yeah, and so what we've seen, for example, that story where a couple drove, uh, towed a trailer across country. Right. Uh, the owner of that truck was actually a Rivian employee. Kind of helps, so, doesn't it? So, well, yes. Yeah, so, we, I, I'm personally not sure exactly how many outside of the company customers have actually received them. Uh, probably what they pushed out, probably what, 100 to 150 trucks by now, mm-hmm. probably. So, um, earlier on, a couple of months ago, there was a statement that they released 56 trucks. Weren't those the beta trucks, though, or something like that? Or Well, this was kind of production, oh, production so trucks. Was, was so, production. the okay. volumes are small. Yes. Uh, there are small volumes right now for Rivian. Right. It's just a trickle, and they expect to open the taps up and, and start you know, sending out more of them. They, like a lot of the other uh, manufacturers out there, are affected by shortages. So that, do- that has slowed things down. Uh, hopefully, you know, other than major magazines, you know, getting a little extra here and there to get their trucks out there. We haven't seen one yet in person that we were able to drive. Hopefully that will change soon. So we'll see. So we talked about this technology and interface category that mm-hmm. was number four. And the final category, uh, kind of objective category, is the MPG. Of course, that's a huge topic these days. The fuel prices have been up, and then they're slowly calmed down. Yeah, yeah, they um, have. Calming bit. down just a little. Um, but still, that's of course, that's huge. Uh, all manufacturers have to comply with also uh, you know, fleet averages mm-hmm. and meeting those goals. Cafes and uh, Cafe averages. And also just our requirements, customer requirements, because we don't want to pay a lot at the pump. Well, we have so. higher expectations of vehicles getting better fuel mileage, especially half-ton mid-size and then this new truck uh, small uh, segment because – Frankly, you know, the, the, the technology is out there to build more efficient vehicles and people want to go further on their dollar. That's, that's a simple thing. So the question is, of course, how do we measure MPG? And there are a couple answers. Yes. Yeah, so first of all, uh, some road trips. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the Tundra road trip gave us uh, 
a, a glimpse of what's possible with the new Tundra. Right. As you saw, that's about 18.6, almost 19 MPG going fast on the highway with a brand new truck. With a brand new truck that has not been broken in yet, which yes. I, I want to just throw that caveat out there because I know a lot of you would we, too. Yeah, we have to. Um, and also we have standard loops uh, yeah. around here, around our offices near Boulder, Colorado. Um, so we have several different things we do. We do sometimes our 50-mile loop, which is kind of some city, but also highway mm -hmm. uh, driving, so kind of a mixed loop. We also have a 105-mile loop, which is basically to David's Ranch and back. Right. <laughs> so we use that sometimes. Which, which is mostly highway, but not entirely highway. Yeah. And also, we also do... Um, I-76, which is another interstate near us. That's 95 uh, miles? 98 uh, miles? Well, we've, we've done a couple different There's two different, there's two yeah, different versions of Yeah, 98 miles and 66-mile loops. Right. So depending on different conditions or if we're towing or if we're not towing, uh, we have those loops, which is all highway. Yeah, and that's a very yeah. flat highway, and it's a very constant speed. So we, we have all of these units of measure. And one of the things we do is that we try to compare what the truck is saying inside versus what we see at the pump. Uh, in many cases, it's close, but not in all cases. Sometimes vehicles are over or under optimistic about what their MPG is. And we discover that with real world driving. So the conditions may not be favorable or sometimes they are. It really does depend, but for the most part, Usually the temperatures are relatively cool and we tend to be very, as, how do I put it, we try to be as consistent as we can be to try to keep things level between one truck and another. Yeah, for example, uh, let's discuss it because a lot of guys, well, you've seen us test mm -hmm. uh, for years, uh, but I, I think a company that's doing really well as far as estimating MPG using the trip meter um, actually, GM has been good at this. They've been really good so far. Very yeah. slow, very nice and steady. We had the Trail Bus long-term truck. Mm -hmm. That truck was very, very close to what we were measuring at the pump, mm -hmm. always. Um, currently, the 2022 Ram that we have, the long-term test truck, the backcountry, has also been very close um, yeah, in, which... its, in its uh, trip meter. So Ram, is, I think, is, uh, is getting a little bit closer, a little bit more precise. Uh, with their trip meters. Uh, Toyota was also very close. Mm -hmm. uh, in my most recent Tundra trip, uh, it was almost on the money for a brand new truck that's hard because the computer doesn't sometimes, you know, it just was born. Right, so, and, and, and it's got to get a feel for what's going on. Or, or uh, and, and Ford has been kind of poor uh, in yeah. our recent uh, uh, looks at the F-150 hybrid and also the Maverick hybrid. Ford trip meters is actually off by quite a bit. Yeah, and we've it's noticed, overestimating. Yeah, and this isn't the first time this has happened. Um, and, and I'm not trying to fault Ford for this, but the reality is, is that for the past few years, we've seen this happen with other vehicles, including the Ranger. And you know, it's something that Ford needs to correct to make sure that their instrumentation is more accurate. And it's for the consumer too, because a lot of you guys do, you know, actually calculate what your mileage is, and that is off. So anyway, the good news is, is that they're aware of it, and hopefully they'll fix it. Absolutely. So those are our categories. Those are the contestants. Right. Um, if you are, you know, like me, I, I want to see more heavy-duty trucks. Yeah. Unfortunately, none of them have been significantly changed right. for 2022. And also, we haven't had them because of shortages. Um, so, right. But we so, are expecting some real changes, and we're expecting to get our hands on them, hopefully, for the next year competition. Yeah, totally. And I'm, I know Mr. Truck is, you know, just... Uh, 
he wants to jump at the opportunity, and so do we. Yeah. Uh, when the heavy duty trucks come. In fact, when we get heavy duty trucks, that's when we really involve Mr. Truck with a lot of the stuff that we're doing because that's his bread and butter. So totally, and you'll see a lot more of him in the future. Yeah, and he's you know he's done it for decades. Yes. Yeah, so so he's a you know a huge asset for for us, especially for heavy duty. So trucks. we talked about the um, small category. Let's talk about the midsize, which is a total of one truck. But we are expecting new ones coming out very soon. Yeah, and and I mean we considered some other changes that other manufacturers were doing, but none were all new or significant. You know, not uh, for the not for the not this for year. this year. Yeah. Um, for example, you know, Ford of course introduced within the last year the Tremor Ranger, mm-hmm. which is actually we considered you know many months ago and we tested. Yes. Um, off road, I think that's a solid entry. It's an outstanding and, little entry. And just and just all arounder. Yeah. You know, off-roading and also hauling and towing. Yeah, but it's not significantly changed from the vehicle that it's based exactly. on. Exactly. It's, it's a lift and, you know, some tuning right. th- that it's undergone. Um, also, there was a... Remember they did the graphics package, the Splash? Oh, yeah, yeah. So the Ranger Splash is also splashing onto the scene. It's just yeah, it's a uh, trim package. Yes. Uh, also, um, the Chevy Colorado Trail Boss. So I want to mention this because... Obviously, the Silverado Trail Bus has been very successful for them, yes. right? Hugely successful. And it answered that call out that initially the Rem Rebel put out there. Indeed. By being there, and then Chevy backed it up. And then now Ford is there with their Tremor F-150. Mm-hmm. Well, it's happening in the midsize segment, too. Right. Uh, Ranger F Tremor is there. Now the Colorado Trail Bus. So this is a tough one. So first of all, I wouldn't call it a significant new truck. So it has a leveling kit. Yes, it has tires that are also available on the ZR2. Right. It has a couple of skid plates and, you know, some visual cues. But but it's not, I wouldn't call it a significant enough upgrade to where, and also it was unavailable. Yeah, yeah but so, its brother was available, and that was the GMC Canyon AT4. Yes. That we had, which has, what was that package that it, it had? It was the Off-Road <coughs> Performance Edition. So it's... Almost kind of similar to the Trail Boss package right. in, in the Colorado for 2022. But once again, it's not an all-new truck. That's why we so, didn't include it. it. You know, as good as they are, and they are, they're not new enough to really, you know, put themselves in that competition where they're being competed against brand new trucks. It just wouldn't be fair. Yes, but there's obviously renewed kind of, you know, renewed energy in this space. Because oh, yeah. Uh, Toyota has come up with a couple of trim levels and also on the Tacoma, right? Mm-hmm. So they updated their Pro. Uh, of course, there's a new color. There's kind of slightly new tuning. Um, also, their new trails, uh, Trail Edition Tacoma right. is there. now has a locker, for example. Which is all great. But once again, we're not talking about a new platform. We're not talking about a new engine. We're not talking about a new transmission. For the most part, what we're talking about are small bits to make them and keep them new and contemporary and update them but it's not enough to really say that they're all new and that is really what we're talking about yes and then the gladiator is just kind of soldiers on yeah. right we really i kind of really wanted the hybrid right yeah. the four by e system is really good in the wrangler uh we thought it's coming to the gladiator but it seems like it's not going to be here quite yet yeah they did announce it so yeah. they, they, but maybe they, a little bit later yeah and, and, it's Maybe next year. So there are some rumors of it being slightly delayed for whatever reason. Maybe other vehicle kind of shuffling. Yeah. Remember, Stellantis only recently took over. So there could be a lot of changes with uh, Ram products in general and Jeep products. But um, so, you know, we had all these in terms of midsize. 
Pardon me. Um, and now Toyota, by the way, on top of all that, we recently got some spy photos. We know that there's a new Tacoma coming. Just not here yet. So, And the next Ranger is coming. Yes. We know that and from we, Australia. Yes, from Australia. Yeah. And there, there are, that has enough changes, if there is a different uh, powertrain available especially, uh, to where that could compete if it were here. So yeah. there you go. So I think 2023 model year is going to be huge for yes. mid-size. Yes, uh, exactly. Because there could be several new ones. Also, Chevy Colorado prototypes are outside, uh, mm-hmm. out there. Not outside here. I wish they were outside here. If they were outside here, then we would be happier. <laughs> But um, they're, they're not here, but, right. but they're testing. So let's quickly talk about the Nissan, the one that is representing the all-new truck, and that is the Nissan, as we mentioned before. Uh, yes, it does have a carryover new engine and transmission from last year that was introduced, but a majority of the vehicle is new enough to where we would consider it a competitor. Yeah, and it, I would call it, you know, since we spent more time with it recently, mm-hmm. I would call it just a baby Titan. And I think it just, uh, it's the compliment uh, because Titan has always been a solid truck. It's a solid truck. The, the, and by, by, that, by that, I mean uh, just good capability. Uh, whenever you beat on it, you tow heavy trailer, you go off-road uh, or haul something in the bed, it never, you know, apologizes, always does it. No, it doesn't complain. It yeah, it doesn't does complain. It, it just yeah. does it. And I've always liked the Titan. I've always said that, you know, I really wish that Nissan would drop the price a little bit because I think the Titan is a great truck that a lot of people would like if it were a little bit less expensive. So looking at the new uh, Frontier, sounds strange when you say it that way, right? <laughs> uh, we've been covering this for a long time. Andre went to the uh, various events. Uh, we've taken it off-road, we've recently towed with it, we've really had a chance to live with it. And one of the things that this truck represents for Nissan is perhaps a step forward in the right direction. As many of you know, Nissan's been dealing with a lot of issues, and we truly feel that even though the Titan is good, it definitely is not leading the class in really any way. So this Frontier, now that it's all new, definitely has some class-leading attributes, which we will cover in the videos that you guys are going to see. So there is a lot of good news when it comes to the Frontier. It is a proper, solid effort. It's a big change in terms of packaging. So there's a lot of stuff that you guys really should look at with this truck. Yeah, and also, uh, obviously, the interior is all new. The mm-hmm. exterior styling is new. Yep. Um, and I, in many ways, I really love where they take in the exterior style. I agree with you 100%. I uh, love it. It's kind of squarish and bold and, and kind of strong looking. The interior is nice, and that's why I call it the Baby Titan, mm-hmm. because it has a lot of the Titan elements, which are great. A larger infotainment screen, very clear gauges. Comfortable seats. Uh, comfortable seats, uh, just controls that are kind of at hand. Um, there's, it's not all perfect, no, no. Uh, but you know some of the buttons, I think, could be better placed. Uh, but I, I think it's a huge step forward. Uh, they kind of kept their payload and towing numbers about the same, mm-hmm. but and we've iked it, so we take took it took it to the i gauntlet, right. and a little preview of that is that we pushed it to the maximum, and it never complained. And you will see kind of how it did in the upcoming video as well. I really like that 3.8 liter V6. And what's really weird to me is that it's sort of bespoke right now. It's like a proprietary engine that's only right now in on the, the frontier. frontier. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you expect it to be in other vehicles? Well, I thought the Titan was going to get it. I thought so too. Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got, it, it, you can increase the output on this thing. And, you know, that made sense. And then there were other vehicles that I thought it would go into. So it's interesting to see where this powertrain is going to go, if it's going to go anywhere at all. Yeah, and I'm sure Nissan, 
obviously they're not standing still. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm hoping that they're developing maybe a hybrid version down the road mm -hmm. or something else. Uh, maybe a more off-roady, like wide body. That would be that'd be my wish list. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, well, I mean, they have a real racing history. They've they've been playing with that with us. They've been teasing us with some livery that you know from yes. the '80s when they used to you know compete and win. Um, but the question is, what are they going to do with this truck next? It has a platform now, and it has a powertrain that seems pretty damn flexible. So we could see some interesting stuff from the Frontier. I'm looking forward to it. I've always been a Frontier fan. I nearly bought one and said I bought a, a Nissan Pathfinder, which had the same powertrain. And I really loved that vehicle before my daughter had it crunched. And the point is, is that this new one really does show some potential. Yeah, and I think Frontier is here to stay uh, in a big way. Yeah. Um, there is a rumor... Uh, uh, there's a rumor that the Titan might go away in the, in a year or two. Yeah. And this is unconfirmed. It's unconfirmed, uh, and, but sales numbers are pretty abysmal. And I, I hope not, obviously. But the Frontier, the sales numbers are increasing. Um, and I see a lot of them on the streets. I actually, yeah. I saw one recently down the road, and it was, it was, it was white, but it looked great. Uh, white trucks are difficult because sometimes they look like crap and sometimes they look really good. This one looked really good. I think that the exterior design that they came up with should have been the design of the uh, Titan to begin with when they reintroduced it. So that's just my own opinion there. But um, and, and also uh, Nismo off-road parts. Mm -hmm. They're throwing a lot of them towards the frontier. Really good idea yeah. to bring these out early. And I'm sure they would have done it even earlier if it weren't for the shortages and all the issues that everybody's been coming up with. Um, very smart on Nissan's behalf to have all of these components that are factory and dealer installed, very smart. And I hope they keep doing it. And I hope they give people options to even make this thing more brutal in terms of off-road capability. Yeah. So let's move on to the full sizers, huh? Yeah. And so, there's really only... Well, uh, well, two we're considering, really. Uh, I mean, yeah, the, I guess The Tundra is kind of one, yeah. all new. And the Raptor is the second uh, full-size right. truck, even though it's kind of a special halo truck for right. Ford. Uh, the Tundra, I mean, we've spoken a lot about this truck. <laughs> All new, the suspension and, and comfort is really great. Uh, it has it has some issues, which mm. we've discussed in previous videos, and we will be discussing. I'm only going to mention one, yes, because I don't want to be overcritical. No tow hooks. Yeah, that was a weird one. So I'm sorry, this, I hate that part. This was weird. I mean, there's a lot of reasons not to have tow hooks, but there's also a lot of reasons to have. Considering that the entire all the other competitors yeah. have it, that's one thing. But I will say this: in terms of the engine transmission setup, it is probably the most silky smooth powertrain I've encountered like that. It's it's remarkably smooth, and the changes that they've made are mostly positive. I think that a lot of you, once you drive it, won't miss the V8 that much, but you have to drive it for a while to not miss the V8, right? Because the old one had one of the best sounding V8s when you had the TRD package uh, out of any truck I've driven. It's just, it just sounded phenomenal. Yeah. But you take the sound out of the, the equation, and I'm pretty sure that they're trying to build this turbo setup to be as reliable as possible because Toyota knows that they that's their bankable you know, currency is the fact that they are known as the reliability company, right? So this thing better be reliable, and I'm assuming they've tested it to the point to where it should be. In fact, didn't they delay this about a year with some extra testing? Well, we don't know what We don't exactly. know for sure. They, they didn't, I mean, they didn't we imagine. all wanted it last year. We but, saw but, it testing for years. Yes, and they've tested for years. Even in the old body style, they right. threw that engine in. Right. Uh, I'm assuming they threw that engine in into sure, some to test it. early prototypes. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we saw him, I mean, I wanted it a year ago, but that's not to say that it was delayed. I mean, they may have had their own thinking about this mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, some rumors said it was delayed a year, but... We, we I mean, can't, we, yeah, we we can't verify know. those. We, we but what know. we can say is that they did bring it out on the date that they said they would, which is you know good for them. And this is an entirely new design from the ground up. There's no components that are shared with the old one. Exactly. And also this, many people uh, kind of forget that the twin turbo V6, the three and a half liter, they also had it for a couple of years in their LS sedan. So their LS sedan, which was traditionally V8 right. powered sedan, right. also has transferred to this engine. Uh, they're tuned differently. There are different purposes for that engine. Obviously, LSs don't tow 11,000 pounds. No, but they're able to get some good data off the fact that this thing's been around yeah. for a while, and they've hopefully been able to make sure that this thing is stout and is you know solid. So, and we'll see. This is obviously something we can't tell you right now. And uh, we already have the um, eye gauntlet published with it, right. our first eye gauntlet. And what I think you and I noticed in that test is that the Tundra powertrain is a little bit more kind of laid back, mm -hmm. but still very, very powerful. You know, it doesn't kind of snap right off the line. Right. But the power is incredible. I mean, I think we were... I mean, I was using maybe a third of the throttle. Oh, my God. Towing, so, you know, unreal. 8,000 8, pounds up a mountain. So uh, I don't want to give away the whole thing with this because it's a really good video and we worked hard on it. And we're going to have more stuff on the Tundra towing. But it's very laid back. You would think that a smaller displacement engine, a turbo, would have to go to high RPM in order to really give you power, especially when you're dragging a heavy load up a steep hill and you're at high elevation at yeah. high elevation trying to get that oxygen right so you're, you're getting all that in there and i thought that this thing would be revving like all the other trucks we've been driving including turbos 3000 4000 rpm or so trying to get up to speed this thing was being like a big v8 it was lethargic almost but it, the power was immediately there and it just kind of hummed along very happily at low rpm going up the hill blew my mind. It's kind of a diesel-like quality. Exactly. You know, because that's what diesels are known. Uh, yeah. Low-end torque, kind of easygoing attitudes. Right. Uh, and power as well. Yeah. So it's almost had this diesel quality, but it's a gas-powered engine. Yeah. Um, I, which it, is great. Which is, I think, is How a great often thing. have we gone up the hill with a V8 and it's been screaming between ah! four and 5,000 RPM yeah. and whatever, you know? Totally different sensation, not expecting that at all. So, and, and, and a very, very good tow vehicle. But I want you guys to watch the videos, and then you'll see what we're talking about in terms of its towing capacity and capability. Yeah, there's kind of a piece of news. Um, there's a lot of information going around that the uh, remote start feature on the Tundra uh -huh. um, is going to be is a, a subscription now. So yeah. it's a monthly charge. Uh, we're still doing, I'm still doing some research on this. I reached out to Toyota. I wanted to understand kind of their thinking uh, and what, what, you know, what the actual, what, what, what the facts are. Yeah. Right? So stay tuned for more on this on tfltruck.com. I'm sure you might be wondering about this because right. it's kind of a hot topic. It is indeed. And uh, we actually will be covering this ad nauseum, I think, until we get some real answers. And I have a feeling this is not the first time we're going to hear about this. So, yeah. So... Let's just mention some of the others. So Ram kind of maintained their lineup. You mm -hmm. know, there's nothing all new, but there's a GT package that right. they have. There's a special limited luxury package that they have. But once again, those are packages. Backcountry package, on and on and right, on. Right. Ram is very good at this. Um, they're maintaining their lineup in a very good way. We also have a long-term Ram that we just got into our fleet. 
yeah. which we're keeping for a while. And that one is a backcountry with the 5.7. And uh, that one will be showing up in a lot of other tests, but it's not what we would consider a new truck in terms of exactly. its design. So that's why it's not being you know, in this competition. Right. We're not judging it yeah, right. uh, for, for this one in particular. Uh, GM, like we said, you know, it's coming in a few months. Uh, Nissan, we're still maintaining the Titan. Right. But their 2022 Titan, as of this video and podcast, their 2022 configurator um, is not up yet. Right. So hopefully it will be up soon. And they haven't announced any significant changes for 2022, yeah. which wouldn't surprise me. So, yeah, and the Raptor is this truck that's, you know, this all-new generation. Well, new generation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a little bit on the edge for me because... That's why we've been the, debating this. The, they use the same powertrain, right? right? The high-output V6. And the same 10-speed, basically. And the same 10-speed. But obviously, some of the tuning and the exhaust system is new. <laughs> Suspension. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, all that stuff is new. They did the loop-to-loop -loop in their exhaust just to make it equal length. Um, pipes. Which I give them credit for, but it looks really weird when you see it underneath. Yeah. And uh, to think about it, you know, there's like a roller coaster underneath you as you're driving. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it's this is poor performance. Yeah. And sound. They were trying to address the sound. Some of the complaints that some people had. Uh, not aggressive enough sound. And, uh, well, you be the judge. You let us know. Uh, in fact, what do you think? What could be the truck of the year? That's kind of what this all boils down to. So we have these trucks. Now, not all of them have been fully tested yet, but you will be seeing a variety of videos coming out very soon with even more tests. But we want to get your opinion on what you think the truck of the year should be. Uh, bear in mind, it doesn't matter if one can tow more than the other. It's a question of how well they tow. It doesn't matter if one is a little faster than the other. It's a question of how they perform. So keep that in mind. Be objective. But we really do want to hear your perspective on what you think the truck of the year should be. Yeah, From the like, ones we, we've told you about. Exactly. And once again, so Santa Cruz, the Maverick, the Frontier, the Tundra, and the Raptor, we weren't able to test the Rivian and the, and the Hummer right. yet. So that's to come uh, uh, perhaps later. So, yeah, let us know your thoughts. Uh, what is the most significant? I mean, it's a kind of a close call in my mind because a lot of these trucks bring something new to the table. Right. And But none of them are like total home runs, you know. Or you, you see what I'm saying? maybe they are. I, I have a very, and I think some of you may already have figured out, I have a very rather polarized perspective on what's new and what's awesome because I'm trying to think of it through the average Joe, the guy and the gal who are you know mid-income and need a good vehicle and something solid, and that's my perspective. And I wanted I want your perspective too because you know not everybody can afford a seventy, eighty, ninety thousand dollar truck. So <laughs> that, that's not. the other yes. thing. And so totally. you know you can see where my direction is going on this. I, I'm picking up a hint. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of hints. Couple yeah, okay, of hints. but yeah. but but, but so, we will be doing right. deliberations. Uh, we might even broadcast those deliberations totally. after we uh, after we actually do them, and that is coming up too in the near future. Absolutely, we'll do some voting, and then we'll get your input as well. Uh, so let us know in the comments section, either here on the podcast or of course on the video. TFL Talk um, is our channel, and as always, stay tuned. We have a lot more news coming. The new year, uh, January, will start with a bang. Oh, yeah. Because uh, CES, uh, Consumer Electronics Show, happens in Vegas. Yeah. And usually a few vehicles pop out uh, during that time. Oh, and on top of that, just recently announced, uh, Chicago is on. So Chicago Auto Show will be happening. That's in February. Uh, early February. Yeah. Yes. So that's, that's good news for you guys as well. It's usually a really good truck show. 
Yeah, so stay tuned. More, a lot more is coming very soon. All right, guys, take care. Have a great week. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.